I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today we are discussing what prevents you from asking for what you need by Enneagram type. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose is that I am officially back home, which means I'm recording this much closer to the time that you're listening to it, which is very exciting. And today is the first day of school that our kiddo has gone to in over a year. And I'm kind of gonna bleed that into my thorn, which is I'm nervous while I am very excited to kind of have some time back and to feel like work days are for work and I can really focus. I also feel nervous. I mean, I'm nervous about case numbers. I'm nervous about how he's gonna feel about school. With everything being so different. I'm also nervous that they're gonna kind of call it back off really quickly and that I'll have just gotten comfortable with a new routine and then it'll kind of switch it up. But also I'm happy about just kind of having this time in the space and him getting to be around other kids again. It's just, it's been a, you know, we've, a lot of us are there. My bud is that today uh, my husband and I are sneaking away for a lunch date. He is in school, so he's got classes, and then he has about an hour and a half break before he goes to work, and we're going to squeeze in a date <laughs> into that hour and a half, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Now, yesterday I offered a step-by-step -step guide into understanding and communicating your needs, but when it comes to getting our needs met, we have varying struggles here. So today we get to explore what may arise for you by Enneagram type. So for type ones, sometimes you may find that your needs are actually not about you. So you might want to check in and say like, is this actually a need for me? Is this something that you need or something that you think you should be doing, right? Our type ones so often can get caught up in all of this like long list of things that they feel like they have to do to the point where they're kind of shooting all over themselves and then that bleeds into shooting all over other people, right? Because there's just like so much pressure when you're kind of really living into that one type pattern around like what it means to be a good person, what it means to do the right thing, what the best way is. And so you need to kind of pause for a second when you're thinking about the needs that you're writing down, if you followed yesterday's practice, which I highly encourage you to do, but for an extra layer for our ones, just kind of pause and say, is this actually a need or is this a should? And what would actually be nourishing for me versus what is me kind of doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing? For type twos, your first step in, in this whole piece of getting your needs met is to be honest with yourself about the fact that you have needs at all, right? Our twos are very used to this mentality of everybody needs me, but I don't need anyone. And a lot of the work with being a type two is in acknowledging that you have needs and acknowledging that you're giving in order to receive. And, and oftentimes you're giving the things that you actually wish you were receiving. And 
then from that point, it's just take the trust fall of asking to get those needs met and pay attention to the fact that people are still there and be okay with the fact that, you know, if there, if there are people who respond poorly to that, like good information versus like, this doesn't mean, this isn't a sign that you're not supposed to have your needs met. It's a sign that maybe this person needs to get comfortable with you getting your needs met or or else. <laughs> That's an intense way to phrase it. But, you know, pay attention to the people that you have in your life and really work for those relationships that support you being the happiest, healthiest version of yourself. For type three, get clear on what you want outside of who you are supposed to be. So this idea of what you think successful looks like, what outside of that do you want? You know, what are you craving in terms of life satisfaction, physical wellness, mental wellness, feeling joy? What do you crave in those areas, not just the areas in which you think you're supposed to be focused? And really make sure that those are the needs that you are asking to be met because for threes, like you don't have a problem pursuing the needs that you have in terms of being successful. So the things you're going to get deprioritized are the ones that are all about life satisfaction, pleasure, experience, anything that could deviate you off the path of success. Pay attention, extra attention to those because that's where you're more likely to let your guard down. Now for type fours, it's not uncommon for fours to have a mixture of constantly needing something, but also not believing that they can have it. And what I mean by this is feeling like I really want to write a book. I really need to express myself creatively, but what if I'm not supposed to have that? What if I'm not good enough to have that. But that can that's the big one, right? That's a big version of it. But there's also smaller versions in which this happens where I really want to have a beautiful coffee today. I want to have like a long luxurious amount of time to have my coffee, but feeling like maybe you're not supposed to have that or not supposed to want that. And then possibly taking it anyway but not communicating or possibly denying yourself something that's beautiful because you don't feel worthy. Now, the important step here for fours is taking the action behind getting their needs met, as well as recognizing that nothing outside of themselves will truly fulfill them. This is particularly important when it comes to self-expression or hobbies, recognizing that if you want to play tennis, just go play tennis. You don't need the nicest tennis racket. You don't need lessons. You don't need like the perfect everything. You just need to go play tennis. If you want to write, then write. You don't have to have the perfect pen, the perfect notebook, the perfect computer. Um, you don't have to take, you don't have to have a degree in creative writing. Like you can just do the things that you want to do without having to find things outside of yourself to make you feel ready or qualified. Um, in fact, I actually highly encourage you to build the habit, get into the hobby before you invest your money. Because if you kind of waver on your interest in the hobby, you won't end up with like a ton of supplies and money spent. And that builds on your, your sense of self-worth, right? If you have like this tennis racket in the corner that you paid $200 for that you never use, and it's just kind of there reminding you of what you're not doing, 
is a completely different experience than going to the tennis courts with like a $10 racket and really investing your time and energy into learning a skill and then deciding, nah, this may not be for me. And you had a season of time where you invested in something and you your time in something, you had some fun, but at the end of the day, maybe it's not for you. That's a completely different thing than like spending a lot of money on something and then feeling like you just have all this stuff around you that you spend a ton of money on that you're not using. So focus on the action of getting those needs met, the actions of pursuing your interests instead of looking for things outside of yourself to make you feel ready because you'll never feel ready. You just have to start. For type five, you are great at meeting your own needs. That's like one of the type five skill sets. But the tricky thing comes when you need support from other people. So when your needs depend on someone else's approval or someone else's support, and I just encourage you to take gentle steps out of your comfort zone to ask for deeper support. When you run through the exercise that you did yesterday, maybe a significant amount of the things are things that you can meet for yourself, but the ones that you need other people to meet, maybe start there, right? Kind of push yourself a little bit in that direction because we do belong to one another, whether we like to think it or not. We need other people. We can get more of the life that we want when we support each other, when we allow ourselves to feel supported by one another and kind of pushing yourself in the vulnerability space to really be upfront and ask is going to offer you a deeper level of support that you may not even realize you're craving. For type six, you are more likely to sacrifice your needs for the good of the group. So kind of make a point to regularly check in with your needs and surround yourself with people who support your desire to do so. Type six, you're highly influenced by the people you surround yourself with. And so when that's the case, it's really helpful if you surround yourself with people who are comfortable getting their needs met, comfortable with you getting your needs met, who are rooting for your joy, rooting for your success, and who help you to step into your own authority and trust yourself and really believe that you know what is good for you and you know what is right and that you can believe that and trust that. For type sevens, one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is the ability to sit with the reality that you may not always get your needs met. You may find that you don't struggle with meeting your own needs, but that anything standing in the way of you and what you want becomes kind of dispensable. Like I want to travel the world and this job is in the way. So like peace out, or I need to feel happy. This relationship is causing me to feel negative emotions, so this relationship has to go. Where can you sit with the discomfort of not getting every need met today? Where can you kind of pause in the reality that everything is good and bad and in between, and sometimes we just kind of have to feel the discomfort of a sad moment or a bad day or everything not going as we planned? For type eight, take the time to get clear on the strength of asking for your needs to be met. A lot of times eights don't mind being upfront and direct, but may struggle with the vulnerability of having needs at all or struggling with a vulnerability that they may need to lean on someone else to kind of help them get their needs met. So take a few moments and really 
think about where am I over functioning? Where am I like pushing through, overdoing it, kind of pushing past my limits? And then ask yourself, is there an easier way? If I were really honest with myself, is there an easier way to do this? Is there an easier path to this? Does that mean I need to ask for support? Does that mean I need to like pull back? Does that mean I need to lower my expectations of myself right now? Um, pay attention to where you're powering up because that's often the information that you need to know where you need the most support. And for type nine, you likely have a difficult time speaking up about what you need. You've learned to silence your needs over time and therefore rarely have your needs acknowledged. So practice first with meeting your own needs and getting clear on what those even are, right? Like kind of spending some time alone, getting the information that you need to know like what it is you do want and you need, where are you kind of hoarding resentment or kind of over-sacrificing or feeling like this is really difficult for you. And then practice speaking up one need at a time. A lot of times the nines in my life will ask me, yeah, but like, when does this become easy? And how do you get to the point where that feels easy? And honestly, it's a muscle that you build. You start scared and you start like, this is difficult and I'm nervous about it and I don't know where to begin. And you kind of do it anyway. And then you do it again and then you do it again. And then eventually over time, this becomes part of your repertoire. This becomes part of normal for you. And you can kind of more so easily integrate it into your being. Now, I will say for even like those of us as, as a type seven who maybe have an easy time get, meeting their own needs and getting their needs met, I will say that there are still areas where this is particularly difficult. So just know that in some areas you may grow faster than others and and that's totally normal and you may be in relationship to this forever. You know, this might be something that you kind of amp yourself up to do often and that's totally okay. It's still worthwhile. Now, as a reminder, we are complex and unique beings and my take on your type may be accurate or it could be accurate adjacent. Take the tip that feels most supportive for your process, whether it's the one assigned to your Enneagram type or not. This is just here to serve you, so let it do that. And finally, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.